Zero in the morning show. Toby and TJ back with you. Last day of February. Madness starts tomorrow. We're brought to you every day by Riverwind here on the ref, the home of Sooner fans. I'm headed to Manhattan today. The Little Apple basketball tomorrow night. OUK State. Baseball tomorrow night. They're in Arlington to take on UTA. That's TJ's hometown team. Uh, 6.30, I believe, for the baseball game tomorrow night. Taylor Maples will be uh, on the call all week with baseball. Hung out with Skip and Ryan and Britt Bonneau, uh yesterday a little bit. And uh, that luncheon thing. They feel good. They feel good. I think Skip likes what's coming together for the uh, pitching. He was really, and I was too, uh, Braxton Douthit on Sunday. That slider looked like the slider that he pitched against OU with last year. They're like, okay, there it is. I don't think he hadn't seen that in uh, lead up to the season in inter squads. First game, it was just okay. It was a snap off slider Sunday. And you're like, okay, all right, that's the kid we brought in from Lamar. That's the kid that when the season started and we talked to the coaches, they said, you know what? Douthat could be a closer. He's got that he's got that out pitch, you know? So we'll see where it settles. Maybe Hit gets inserted into the lineup. Maybe Douthat goes to the bullpen. I don't know how it all arranged, but he was impressive. So I think uh, Skip feels good about how some things are coming together for him. Um, so headed to Manhattan today got me thinking, Teach. Everywhere we go now could be our last trip there, depending on how the schedule breaks next year. You know, we're not playing Kansas State in football next year. So, obviously not going Mm -hmm. to Manhattan. Who knows if we're playing them in basketball there. There's going to be, I think, I think you're going to play five teams home and home. And the rest of the eight, you're going to play once either at your place or at their place. So there's going to be four teams who we don't travel to next year. Um, And, you know, maybe K-State. Maybe maybe this is our last visit to Kansas State. So it got me thinking, we're going to miss the octagon of doom. I'm going to tell you right now, it did not make my list of Big 12 arenas and stadiums I will miss the least. I like the octagon of doom. Their fans are great. 
The arena's great. It's a great college basketball environment. It did not make, but it got me thinking about what are the places I am not going to miss in the Big 12. We're all excited about the new places we're going to get to go. Except for you, you don't travel, but the rest of us are excited. <laughs> LSU, Arkansas, the Mississippis, the Alabamas, Tennessee, Kentucky, South Carolina, Florida, Vanderbilt. You want me to name all the SEC teams? I think I might have just done it. Georgia you just did. We're all at A and M, Missouri. Eh, Missouri. Anyway, we're all excited about all of that. But uh, what are we not going to miss about the Big Twelve? So here you go, TJ. Here's my list. I'm going to count from ten to one. One being the place I will miss the least. So and the arenas. Number ten, Bill Snyder Family Stadium. I, I, before I get started here, I got a bit of a surprise, I think. No West Virginia or Iowa State stadiums or arenas on my list. Hmm. I like them all. Both places. You do Well, uh, they don't play baseball like in And they're a complimentary of both. You've already started your list insulting Barry Trammell. So go ahead. Bill Snyder Family Stadium is a great stadium, and they have great fan support. But... The windows do not open in the radio booth, and they no longer serve Choco Tacos. So they did this to themselves. That's number 10 on my list. Uh, SEC, please do not give us any stadiums where the windows do not open in the radio booths. Okay? Number 9, United Supermarkets Arena in Lubbock, Texas. Fine arena. A little cavernous, but I've been trampled twice there, TJ. <laughs> we won there this year, so my most recent right? memory is good. You weren't trampled then. But all in all, I have some negative memories. I won't miss that place. I will miss going to Dan Law Field in Lubbock. That place is, I mean, I don't care about people, you know, yelling and, and all that kind of stuff, but... Mm-hmm. The, the 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 Texas Tech fans. I feel like the Texas like the Texas Tech baseball fans. I feel like are real. They're real. You know what I mean? Like they legitimately love baseball, love their team. They're they're, they're mean not, about you're it. You're saying the basketball fans are Johnny Come Latelys? Yes. Yeah. Yes. They're like, look at us. We're pretty good at basketball. We're gonna start talking trash to you now. We just got good five minutes ago, but That's number nine. Number eight. Big 12 arenas and stadiums I will miss the least. Lupton Stadium in Fort Worth. TCU's baseball stadium. I broadcast in the upper deck outside at Lupton Stadium. At this little table in the upper deck. Sometimes I don't mind it if the weather cooperates. Sometimes it's kind of fun to be in the crowd. But that's a 50-50 proposition. I'm either getting sunburned or my papers are blowing everywhere. I don't get it. TCU's a big-time baseball program with a big-time baseball stadium. At no point could they put a little bit of effort into putting a radio booth in that place instead of a table in the upper deck outside like it's an NAIA school. (laughs) Number seven. And this is a bit of a fudge, but I'll explain. 
the Farrell Center at Baylor. Basketball arena, which we might have just played our last game in anyway, but it's not really the arena, which is a dump. They're going into a sparkling new place. It's the guy that sits behind me. Yeah. The dude that yells in my the dude that yells in our mic the whole time. I assume that guy's going to the new arena too. So be it the Farrell Center or whatever the new place is going to be called, I will not miss playing Baylor basketball. I thought you guys were buddies basketball. now. I mean, you're posting no. pictures of each other on uh, Twitter and social media. I thought you guys were besties now. I had to play nice with Baylor when Travis's kid was there. <laughs> That's true. Now that his kid has graduated, I don't have to play nice with him anymore. Get out of here with your rings and championship rings and stuff. Be gone. Number six and five are a pair. Gallagher Iba Arena and Boone Pickens Stadium. I did not include O'Brate Stadium. I love O'Brate Stadium. OSU, you did a great job with your baseball stadium. I love it. The basketball arena is the tightest confines of any place we broadcast I've ever been to. I can't even hardly move my arm. We're all squished in together so tight. And they hate us there, you know. They're just constantly yelling and cursing. They all know our names there. Plus, I got to see Holcomb. <laughs> and the football stadium, they forgot to put radio booths in that place. You got to go up to the roof, walk out across the roof. The booths are fine size-wise, but the windows don't open. I've already let you know how bad that irritates me. And Holcomb's there, too. So I've coupled the Gallagher, Iba, and Boone Pickens together at 6-5. and five. Number four, Big 12 arenas and stadiums I will miss the least. Toynton Family Stadium at Kansas State. This is their baseball stadium. It is, now they fixed it up a little bit in the last few years, but it's, you know, average at best. But it's really the dude that sits right in my microphone down behind home plate the whole time that yells, turn two, when there's already two outs. Turn two! Turn two! Yeah, that guy. That's, uh, he's a nice enough guy, but I wish he would sit somewhere When there's already two outs, there's nobody on. Turn two! Poynton Family Stadium. Number three, Kansas Memorial Stadium. KU's football what stadium. A dump. Yeah. It's just a bunch of concrete. There's nothing to it. <laughs> Not much no to fans say about are there. That. Yeah. No fans are there. It's just, you know, it's Kansas's football stadium, teacher. What else did I say? Number two, Schollmeyer Arena in Fort Worth. TCU's basketball arena. They refurbished this place. They put millions and millions of dollars into it in the last three years or so. And they put the visiting radio across from the bench, even with the front row of seats. So if anybody stands up on the front row, we are completely blocked out from the other end of the court. I can't call anything to my right because there's fans standing between me and the court. Complete lack of foresight when they refurbish the place. It's stupid. And even Estridge knows it's stupid. 
<laughs> I cannot wait. I cannot wait to not call games at Schulmeyer Arena anymore. And the number one Big 12 Arena stadium I will miss the least. This was easy. Hoagland Ballpark at Kansas. If I didn't tell you it was at Kansas, you would say Hoagland Ballpark. What's, what's that? That's a terrible name. That's a place. Hogwarts? What'd you say? Uh, there are 50 high school baseball stadiums in Oklahoma that are nicer than Hoagland Ballpark at Kansas. It's just nothing. It's metal bleachers, and it's nothing. It's embarrassing. It sits. Here's what's embarrassing about it is it sits right next to Fog Allen Fieldhouse. You know, you've got the Cathedral of Basketball, and then you're like, eh, that's our baseball stadium. It's just no good. It's just no good at all. So there you go, Teach. What do you think? My top ten Big 12 arenas and stadiums I will miss the least. No West Virginia. No Iowa State. Obviously no Allen Fieldhouse, Hilton Coliseum. There's some places that I really love going to that I will miss, like the Octagon of Doom. Yeah, what's funny with your list is um, running through you know different places in my head, I was like, some people might would say this, but I know Toby loves it. So, like your top few, I said that makes sense because I don't know that I've ever heard him either one, mention them, or two, if he has, it's complaining about something with that venue. So, I think you did a pretty good job. Did a pretty good job. Yeah, the Kansas and Kansas State baseball stadiums That's are just non, nondescript. I don't know outside of you calling the games if you've ever even brought them up before. Yeah. So, I mean, think of some of the baseball stadiums we're about to start going to. They're unbelievable, right? Man. These SEC baseball stadiums are crazy. So, yeah, they're nondescript. Uh, Which will have some that, uh, basketball games that end up being that way in the SEC. So I want to clarify. I have a great job. I love calling games everywhere we go. But these are the 10 I'll miss the least. Understand? I understand. I yeah. Happily go call games at these places. I love it. But I won't miss them. There are some places I will miss. And Dan Law Field in Lubbock. Great atmosphere. Uh, obviously, no Texas on here because we're taking them with us. Uh, Baylor's football stadium, uh, McLean Stadium. What an amazing job they did with that place. I'm going to miss that stadium. TCU's football stadium is very nice. I don't like where they put us. They almost made the list because of that because we're down in the corner, but very nice this, football This is stadium. a way of trying to avoid being fired now that he's complained about no, I just want to clarify. I'm not compla- <laughs> I love my job. It's a privilege to get to go to all these places. These are the places I'll miss the least. No, that now, makes sense. They're, tomorrow. That's, that's, uh, normal to like some places better than others. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Tomorrow, Big 12 media members I will miss yes. the least. Oh, yes. Yes. I'm going to give you a hint right now. Number one, John Holcomb. <laughs> that's that's two shots at John today. Are you, has he been texting? Is he listening right now? Not that I know I of. I don't think I'm he has Griffin's kidding. permission. I'm kidding. I love Holcomb. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination.
The one for entertainment. The one for games. The one for fun. Riverwind Casino. Simply the best. Good morning. Tubby and TJ back with you. RK Black brings you this hour. Good morning. Been in business since 1952. I used them yesterday. Making copies. They can help you in your office set up your network. 405-943-9800. RKBlack.com. Oh, I just got a text from a person I won't name because they work for a different radio station. They said, wait till you see the tight quarters in the Cincinnati booth. <laughs> yeah, we get two new stadiums to go to this year, Cincinnati and BYU. Right. No, that's true. Yeah. Well, they, uh, we'll see if they end up on your rankings anywhere. Um, um, I, I, as of now, the Cincinnati game, by the way, is being played on campus. Remember last time we played them up there, they moved it to the Bengals Stadium. Right. So I wonder what they'll end up doing there. Um, this text says that they, you, they can't serve Choco Taco since they're no longer made. It's not Kansas State's fault. Uh, I blame Kansas State. But I think... If Kansas State still served it, Choco Tacos would have the budget to keep making Choco well, Tacos. Uh, what I was saying is I, I think they're back making them. I think once they told everybody they were discontinuing them, it became one of those uh, things where they got enough um, uh, protest over it that they've either that or another company uh, started producing them. Yeah, I think they're back. I think it's the K-State order cancellation that did them in. It might be. They're might like, be. well... That's it for us. Uh, no Bedlam in Tulsa is a big disappointment by both schools, says this texter on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Man, I agree. I love Bedlam at One Oak Field. Um, and hopefully we'll get it again soon. I cannot, I mean, it's going to be, I cannot wait. It's going to be really fascinating to see what happens when OU goes to the SEC. With baseball. Because I don't have any doubt they're going to keep playing each other. It makes all the sense in the world to still have Bedlam baseball. Fans love it. It's guaranteed gate revenue because people are going to come out to see those games. Just where are you going to play it? How many times are you going to play, you know? Play a couple of midweek games, one at each park. Do you play a whole series early in the year like... Miami and Florida or Florida and Florida State will play each other an entire weekend series. Um, do you play three times in the midweek throughout the year? You know, once in Norman, once in Stillwater, once in Tulsa or whatever. I don't know. That'll be really interesting to see how they work that out. And with basketball, too, for that matter. Tell uh, TJ, tell Toby, minimum wage is seven twenty-five. Laughing face emojis. Yeah, I gave him ten bucks an hour. But I, you know, I just was being nice. <laughs> uh, can we back up, please, and explain what a perler beat is? Um, it's a little bitty piece of plastic that you can create and design things with off of a pegboard. Then you iron them together using parchment paper to create a three-dimensional object or a flat object or whatever it may be. I don't know how to describe it any better than that. but <laughs> That was terrible. Yeah. The appearance... <laughs> <laughs> it kind of looks like a Lego when it's all put together. Sure. Yeah, a little bit. Kind of looks like a Lego shoe. Yeah. 
let's see. How did you like Florida's baseball stadium last year? Loved it. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's uh, brand new. I think last year was the second year in it, maybe third, but brand new. And uh, you remember they had the beach chairs in the outfield, TJ? Yeah. At the Adirondack chairs where you mm-hmm. could sit out there and watch through the fence and, uh, you know, all the amenities for the fans and the media and everything are great. So, um, yeah, loved it. I find Adirondack chairs uncomfortable. So oh, really? That's not they a, don't hit your back that's not, right? That's not appealing for me. Yeah. Is it depend on the chair or all Adirondack chairs don't work for you? Um, I'll sit in one, but it's not my preferred, like the angle of it, the way it, you sink into it, um, the way it hits my back. I, I just don't enjoy it. I'm going to have to set some boundaries on a new media relations person over at OU who's been, uh, texting me all hours of the day and night. <laughs> <laughs> going to have to set some hour limits. I got a text like at 10 o'clock last night. It's like, who's texting me at 10? The media relations person with information on a Friday morning interview that we're doing. Come like, on. Name the sport. Monday, Name the sport. W- women's gymnastics. Oh. It's Monday night, 10 o'clock. This can wait. Hey, they're a hardworking media relations. Uh, yeah. They're working Same. all hours, making sure yeah. their sport's uh, being uh, properly promoted. They're up and at it again today. Yeah. I have been to all the Big 12 sco- uh, stadiums except Kansas, Iowa State, and West Virginia. It was in was fortunate enough to make the schools no longer in the Big 12 before they left. This year, planning to make Kansas our road trip so I can check that off the original Big 8 school. I know their facilities won't be impressive, but excited to see their campus. Will they allow guests to tour Allen Fieldhouse? Fieldhouse. Yeah, you could take tours of Allen Fieldhouse, sure. Yeah, it, there's the... Um, I only caught about half of that text, so you might have to recap it for me because I was reading my own text at the same time. and I couldn't <laughs> He's been to every Big 12 school except Kansas, Iowa State, and West Virginia. Heading to Kansas this year to knock that off his list. Had been to all the previous uh, Big 8 schools except for Kansas, so this will complete okay. his Big 8. Yes, a- a- but he's not going for a basketball game, so he's wondering if he can Correct. take a tour. Correct, going place. to the okay. football game, yeah. Yes, I'm pretty sure – so the Hall of Fame is attached there, and I know you can go in and, and look around the Hall of Fame and everything, and I think they either give tours of Allen Fieldhouse or you can at least pop your head in there and look around. I'm pretty sure that's the case. I hate to promise it, and then you get up there and you're mad at me about it, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. Just Google it up. Just yeah, Google it up. You'll find the info right. you need. Uh, how was the booth at Tennessee? Great. Um... Like 10-yard line, if I remember correct, and plenty big, nice. Yeah, it's good. Uh, this texter. Uh, the Auburn boot's going to be a nightmare. says, Lloyd Noble tops my list. I'd already made that joke. Come on. <laughs> Toby, beat you, to it. you like getting batteries thrown at you in Lubbock? Nobody likes Lubbock. <sighs> yes. I like the intensity of a baseball game at Lubbock. Um, no, I don't want batteries thrown at me. And they often, TJ, you know that. So the radio booth, the baseball booth at Lubbock is down the first baseline a little bit, which is kind of irritating. But the front of it opens up like a garage door, so I'm complete open air in front of me. However, if the people on the back row stand up, their heads are kind of even with my head sitting in the booth. So they could turn around, 
and talk to me or flip me off, and often do. They'll turn around and yell into our mic what they think about OU, or if I get excited about a home run call, they'll turn around and yell at me. I, no place I've gotten the bird more in my broadcasting career than Lubbock, Texas. And it's not even close, Teach. It's a landslide victory for Lubbock in giving the bird. I think it's a class in elementary school in Lubbock, Texas. They teach all their children there how to give the bird. They're professionals at it. So, but, and I think you would appreciate this. It's real, man. Like, the, the, the passion there for baseball and for their team is legit. And there's nothing better than beating them there. And they're into it. It's packed. They're into it. It's a great atmosphere. So, yeah, I'll miss Dan Lawfield. I, I, listen, we're getting the bird a whole lot and stuff when we go to the SEC. Trust me, like that kind of stuff doesn't bother me. It's, well, you would rather a rowdy crowd get after yeah. you and be be engaged than somebody just sitting there on their, their hands in front of you and not even uh, you know, appearing as if they're at a ball game. Way prefer for my window to come up and have people yelling back in at me than for the windows to not come up and I can't feel like I'm a part of the atmosphere, which is what Kansas State and Oklahoma State football are like. We're, we're removed from the atmosphere because the windows don't open. That stinks. So, yeah, I, I mean, the SEC is going to be like Texas Tech baseball is – the closest thing in this league that we have atmosphere-wise to Oklahoma to SEC baseball. Now, Oklahoma State's pretty good. Texas is good. TCU's good. But Texas Tech baseball is a different level of passion. That's what we're about to be in all the time at LSU and Texas A&M and um, – Several oh, other of these SE, yeah, yeah, Mississippi State, several of these places. Uh, this one may take longer to answer than we've got here, so I'm, I'll read this, and if you want to hit it on the other side, we can. I'm pondering OSU's facility goals. Now that college athletes are basically professionals, let's stop playing the shell game. Pick a couple of sports supported by the fan base and a few needed for women-slash-men's ratio and quit spreading everyone's time and money too thin. I don't think I understand what they're saying there. Like, don't try to have more. Quit Are they trying saying... to give. Uh, quit trying to do upgrades to the wrestling facility or equestrian or you know concentrate on like OSU softball. I mean, that's obviously they've been great. So I think that's what they're talking about. Make sure the need... money is going to the sports that are being oh. supported. <laughs> quit asking us for money for these sports that no one cares about. They're all professionals now. <laughs> that's what that texter is so... saying. Yeah, I might need further explanation. I do agree. I don't know if I agree because I don't know exactly what you're trying to say. Donor dollars are morphing. And where this all lands is going to be really interesting because now instead of donors just giving to a university to help build facilities and everything that has to be done, mm -hmm. the donors are also having to support NIL. NIL collectors, yeah. So I do think the arms race for facilities i don't know if it's going to slow down but it's going to be harder it's going to be harder for everybody ou osu everybody to raise money for facilities when a percentage of the donor dollars that were out there are now going to nils collectives so do we 
I don't know. I don't, it's just going to be interesting to keep an eye on. I don't foresee, at least at OU and in kind of a rational athletic department, them saying, listen, nobody cares about this sport. Let's just stop trying. Let's give all the money to football. I don't, th- I don't, you know, maybe that happens if you just look around at facilities now. You can tell what a university really cares about by where the money goes. But outwardly just quitting, trying, I don't think that's going to happen. But maybe that's not what the texter's saying. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Just a thought that hit my brain. We're getting ready to go to Manhattan. I'm thinking about what the next couple of days look like. One thing I really, really enjoy, you never know when you get new coaches, Teach, what the uh, relationship's going to be like. You know, I loved working with Lon so much that we worked together for 10 years. Um. But I really, really enjoy working with Porter. And watching coaches install game plans, break down film, kind of do what they do, you know, is fascinating. Um, Watching them dissect opponents, draw up game plans, uh, relay that information to athletes install game plans try to execute it all that kind of stuff and we are fortunate in this job when you travel with basketball you get to see their watch film watch them go over game plans watch them at practice and shoot around and and all that kind of stuff and and the instructions and then know when you go into a broadcast all right this is what they're trying to do tonight and without giving away secrets relay to an audience what's important tonight for OU, what they're trying to do to slow down Marquise Noel, what they're trying to do to slow down Keontae Johnson, how they think they can attack Kansas State and have success, things like that, because you got to kind of be in the bubble. Same thing with baseball. Um, Whether it is listening in on team meetings or talking to Skip and Reggie before a game or certainly when you travel with them on the road at hotels and restaurants and airplanes. And uh, this is, you know, we, we think if we throw this pitch to this guy that he's going to struggle with it or, you know, here's where we think this pitcher is vulnerable. We think we can run on this guy, you know, just different things and try to relay that to fans. Not something we're privy to in football, not that that's ever going to change. It's just the interesting dynamics of the different sports. Football is the CIA, you know, college football programs are top secret organizations. And uh, even when you travel with them, a lot of times they'll have security on their half of the hotel. Like, uh, (laughs) we know you rode a plane with us, but we don't trust you to be anywhere near our game plan sessions where it would be great. And I think Teddy could probably, and probably Teddy and Gabe can go wherever they want because they played and should and all that kind of stuff. It would be great, though, to sit in the back of, Jeff Lebby's uh, offensive game plan meeting for that night's game. And listen, you know, here's what we think we can do. Here's where we can attack this play. We think, you know, all that kind of stuff. 
partly and probably mostly out of my own personal selfish curiosity. But also, I think it would be good information to be able to, without giving away secrets, be re- re- relay that. I have no point to this other than to say the differing levels of access is interesting, and I have really enjoyed working with Porter Moser. Uh, it sounds like we're not going to be working together in the future. As far as I know, we're going to be working together for years and years. But he is uh, fantastic, and the access is fantastic, and the way his coaching staff operates, Emmanuel Dildy and Ryan Humphrey and Matt Gordon and all these guys who I didn't know two years ago are really, really sharp. And it's it's a lot of fun to get to watch them do their deal. You've told me in private the only coach you don't like currently working with is Clay Overcash, that he's a bit of a troublemaker. So That's right. Yeah. Uh, Nobody uh, likes Clay Overcash. You, you yeah. like all of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Stop it. <laughs> The the uh, everybody loves cash. Everybody loves cash. the only coach that I have an issue with right now, in the entire athletic department, as far as I know, is Ryan Humphrey, and our relationship is on very thin ice after the Fort Worth incident this year. Um, that's true. That is we've got true. we've got a situation tomorrow where I'm going to be doing the show from Manhattan, and I'm going to tell you right now. I will not be doing it in my room. And I may not be in the hotel at all. I may go to a local community center and broadcast the show just to make sure I'm out of earshot of Ryan Humphrey. Because apparently, of all the things he's been through in his life, one of the hardest things he's ever had to endure was me waking him up at 6 o'clock in the morning a couple of weeks ago. I'm so sorry I put him through that. He's still mad at me about it, Teach. I can tell. But other than that, I get along with everyone, I think. I'm sure I annoy him, but. (laughs) You know what? I shouldn't say that about BB. If there's any coaches out there listening that Toby annoys you, please let me know. Yeah, please text and let us know. You know, that's not not 100% accurate about football because if you remember at the beginning of the year last year when we – uh, asked, remember the whole thing? I was like, can we stop by practice? And he was like, just come hang out with us all day. Remember that? We went. I went to team meetings and all kinds of stuff. I was with them all day. It's just once you get into season, you know, once you get into game plan and stuff, they got to be secretive, Teach. They got to be secretive. So it's a different world. Football's a different world. What else we got, Teach? Anything else anybody's wanting to say out there today? Oh, let's see here. Uh. Toby, are you going to miss the cancer culture guy in Manhattan? I think that's supposed to be cancel culture guy cancel in Manhattan. Cancel culture guy in Manhattan. That's from Mike in Springfield. He's got a laughing face emoji, so there's something you're forgetting here probably. Cancel culture guy in Manhattan. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not. I'm drawing a blank. Sorry, that one not either. remembering off the top of my head what that was about. Sorry. I'm sure uh, as soon as you remind us, I will. This goes, this goes back to kind of the text earlier, that uh, people wanting to know why OSU is wasting all that money on a dying sport. I don't know which sport they're talking about, equestrian, wrestling. Uh, what a grave we mentioned that they would be talking about, perhaps wrestling maybe. I mean, wrestling's a big deal to Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. 
always has been. They take a lot of pride in it. So uh, I I don't know if that's what they're talking about either. But um, yeah, it's a, a big deal. OSU is has been the premier wrestling program in America with the Iowa schools for a long, long time. No use, not far in there behind, but um, it means a lot to them. Toby, are you looking forward to interacting with the Razorback folks? Um, I mean, we'll see. I, again, the Woo Pig Suey is going to get old, okay? But it's just going to be that's this is going to be a whole learning process together. Like it's you, you could tell by the list I just gave what bothers me and what doesn't. Passionate fans yelling expletives doesn't bother me. If a window doesn't open or I've got a bad sight line, that irritates me. So all like I can tell you right now, I am dreading going to Auburn because the football booth is in the end zone at Auburn. That's what really bothers me. So all these passionate, crazy LSU fans that dump cheese on your head and stuff, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I I think that I'm going to enjoy all that. I think we're all going to enjoy the zany, crazy fandom of the SEC. It'll be the little things that get in my, you know, stuck in my craw a little bit. So now... I have been to Arkansas once to call a baseball game, and they treated us like dirt over there. You remember that, teaser? The guy wouldn't let me in, and he was like, listen, son, this is the SEC. We do (laughs) things different around here. (laughs) So they're not off to a good start, but I'm giving everybody a clean slate going in. We'll be back. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. It is time for The Crossover with Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Brought to you by Orthostat. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Orthostat, convenient orthopedic care. Seven days a week, no appointment needed. Now, with the crossover, here's Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Crossover time. Chris Plank joins us now. He'll be carrying you safely for the next three hours on this radio network. Good morning, Plank. Oh, oh, sorry. I'm, that was a me fault. Sorry. What's going on, T-Row? How are you, man? I'm doing good. What what place will you miss the least? I was listening to you. What place? Stillwater. All right. More specific. Uh, stadium. <laughs> oh, or oh, I'm just totally kidding. Probably. Um, um, I almost said Lewis Field. Probably picking Stadium. And and it's and nothing. Why? It's nothing against OSU fans, or it's it's the easiest one to get to. They always have easy in, easy out. Great parking, pregame food. Great. The best. The best pregame meal, yep. period. But this is just real simple. And even the pa- I, I always love talking trash in a roundabout way with the paddle guys and gals. There's just no room down there. No space. Yeah. There's no room. Um, I mean, I am so surprised that no one has got seriously injured getting slammed up against that side wall. And they have room in the end zones, but there's always people standing above you. 
So it's like <laughs> if you go, you know, back up against underneath the jumbotron, if you're taking a break during halftime or something, it's just. I mean, it's it's incredible people. I love the, I love everything about the ambiance. To be fair, there's not much more room at Owen Field, but they're on our side at Owen Field. So, oh yeah, that's true. I mean, and listen, I I would love to get a pregame checklist of who should and shouldn't be on the sidelines before some <laughs> games. <laughs> no, I'm looking over my list of ten here, and the reasoning is no atmosphere, bad sight line, sure, no atmosphere, no atmosphere, uh, windows don't open. <laughs> Heckler. Here, well, here's the thing. Like, I would imagine that's the kind of stuff that rankles me. Right. You, know? you you would probably have Kansas as a place that you're not going to miss. I'm going to miss Kansas. That's it. You have room on the sideline. There's a track. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You've got plenty of space. Go sit up in the stands if you no, want. No one ever wants to be on the sideline for that game. So there's plenty of room. That's right. Uh, or it's freezing cold. So I'm gonna. That's a place that I'm really gonna miss. But like you said, T. Row, it's very selfish and greedy reasons. Very greedy reasons. Yeah. Um. I, uh, yeah. Go ahead. So I was gonna add a softball one. Can I add a softball one? Please. Yeah, I'd love to know. I, because yeah. I, I, you don't get to go to any of the softball Rank fields. Rank the so- Big Twelve softball facility. Well, again, Stillwater's last. So I mean, and it's nothing. They trying to change that. I know they are, and they're going to. But they have, and I, and every fan that's gone, Kenny Gajewski literally had someone that stepped up and said, let's build something for the outfield. And they literally built this deck, and it's like a party deck, Toby, and yeah, it's beyond I the left field wall. from postseason last it year. Yeah. Is, um, it, it's really, really well done. I mean, they did a great job. But it's just there's not enough amenities for the home and the visiting team. You know, it's just too small. It's that weirdly steep incline. But I was going to add, not just to try to, to rip on OSU, and that's not the point, Texas's stadium is kind of subpar too. Yeah, for yeah. softball and everything around there is gleaming and new. And then you got McCombs Field that's just kind of dumpy a little bit for him. You know, I went to Florida last year when we were touring the facilities down there. The w- baseball was at Florida, and I was like, meh. The the <laughs> softball stadium at Florida, right? I mean, it's a big time program, and they just like, built it. Meh. Yeah, it's it's nice. It's fine. It's nothing special though. It's it's here's here's what's gonna happen. What. And I'm going to say we, but what Oklahoma's building with Love's Field is going to yeah. run laps yep. around all those places, and and they, I mean, literally, they just when they when I saw their rebuild, I was like, oh, so How's Alabama and Auburn, Alabama's pretty nice, Alabama's pretty nice, Auburn's a dump, um, just because maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Maybe I'm thinking of Auburn, not Florida. Yeah, Auburn was very Florida, disappointing. Florida, yeah, I am. Auburn is Auburn is that's what I'm thinking of. Florida yeah. just built a new one. Theirs is very yeah. nice. Auburn's is the one that I was that was not impressed. Definitely. Not at all, man. Not for that program. All right. Uh all right, Chris. Have a great show today, and I owe you big time. You're the man, T Row. Talk to you on Thursday. Thanks, buddy. Chris Plank coming up next. Thanks to you fine folks for listening today. Great job by you, TJ Perry. I'm headed to Manhattan. We'll have the show live from the Little Apple tomorrow. Have a great Tuesday, everybody.